0: on the wonder years. Cutlip's a raving lunatic. A real fruitcake. He has absolutely no Christmas spirit. I guess I don't have to tell you what an awesome responsibility this is. Cutlip's from another planet. You ever been inside a Santa outfit? Look, Mr. Cutlip, I don't really want to know what it's like. Call me Santa. I can't believe Cutlip works at the mall. What are you doing here? Boy. Well, I... You're not gonna sit on my lap, are you? Your secret's safe with me, Mr. Cutlip. Cutlip's working at the mall. Does he sell Orange Julius? I kind of let it slip about you working at the mall. He didn't. these years i still look back with wonder happy holidays wonderlings i am your host angela bowen the host of Looking Back on My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast. Welcome to the second Christmas episode of the Wonder Years, Season 4, Episode 9, A Very Cutlip Christmas, which aired on December 12, 1990. In this episode, while at the mall, Kevin is surprised to find Jim coach Cutlip playing the seasonal job of Santa Claus. When Cutler realizes that Kevin knows, he gives him preferential treatment in gym class in hopes that Kevin won't tell his secret. So today we're going to do things a little differently. I did take a bit of notes, but then I, you know, got sidetracked by other things. So I'm going to do my notes. And then after the notes, I am just going to kind of watch the episode and, you know, go from there. Um, also, there are, the only clip you're actually going to hear is the one at the beginning of the episode, which you hear that kind of is a promo or preview of the episode. So, yeah, um... Other than that, also, I have a very special message. Actually, not me. The Arnold family, the cast of the Wonder Years, has a special Christmas message for all of you. So I will play that message, and I will be right back, and we will get into a very cut Christmas. I hope you enjoy this episode. The gift of family. Of prosperity. Of friendship. Of love. Of peace. Huh? (laughs) From all of us on the Wonder Years. Happy Halloween! So, how's everyone's week been going? My official Christmas break from my job started today when I got out early. I don't have to be there tomorrow. I don't have to be back until January 2nd, and I'm so excited! I am going to have a great Christmas. I'm going to see some movies. I already got my tickets for The Greatest Showman and the Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle that's gonna be a double feature, and then I thought I might check out Ferdinand and Coco because um, in the past when I'm like, oh, I see a preview that movie doesn't look good, I did it with Moana, I did it with Frozen, then I went and blind bought them on Blu-ray, and I'm like, oh, I love this, I love these movies. Why did I think they looked dumb by the trailers? And they weren't, they were amazing. So that's what I'm gonna do, and you know, if you think about it, Christmas is like four days away. I am really excited. I hope everyone else is super excited to celebrate their holidays as well with family and friends or however you celebrate. I hope that everyone gets exactly what they want under their Christmas tree. So, let's jump right into this episode. The episode opens in the Arnold living room with a shot of the Christmas tree as adult Kevin reminisces of past Christmases as a young boy. He tells us this when you're a kid it's simple christmas is magic it's a time of miracles when reindeer can fly and frosty never melts then you get older somehow things change the magic begins to fade until something happens that reminds you at christmas time miracles can still be found sometimes in the most unexpected places Ooh, sinister No, it's not sinister, I'm sorry. (laughs) Now we're in gym class, and Cutlip introduces the boys to Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon was the president at the time in 1970. Richard Nixon's All-American Fitness Challenge. Holy crap, is that a mouthful. Now, I don't think I ever had to do that when we did, we basically did when I was in junior high, and this was like in the mid-90s, so like 94 to 97, we did different fitness stations in the gym. We had a uh, jump rope. We had sit-ups, push-ups, and other crap like that that I hated in junior high and high school. Cutlip addresses the class about how he shouldn't have to remind them just how important of a responsibility this is. And he calls on Kevin, who tells him, no, you don't have to tell us. <laughs> Kevin tells us that Christmas must mean nothing to Coach Cutlip as he starts writing the different fitness activities the boys will be completing for the test. So Cutlip's up there talking, and he sneezes and says, "Scoozy." Now remember this, because it will come back later. So we get a montage of the boys doing sit-ups, chin-ups, and poor Doug climbing that rope. I have to say, seeing these boys sweat is gross. I mean, yes, they're adolescent boys when you Work out hard, you're gonna sweat. I can only imagine that that is gym has gotta be really ranked with ad- adolescent boy B.O. Oh. <laughs> Nothing worse than that. I mean, I don't think girls are nearly as bad as boys, to be honest. I mean, I pray, I pray they are all wearing deodorant of some kind. That must have been around then. I know it must have been. The boys are in the locker room, complaining that Cutlip is a tyrant, running them ragged with this fitness challenge. One of the boys suggests they do something to get back at him, but Paul tells them, hey, leave me out of it. I gotta play basketball for this guy. Doug tells, Doug tells them he wishes just once that he could have something over Cutlip, and one of the boys adds, yeah, take him down a peg leave the old man alone. Leave the guy alone. Come on, I know he's a tyrant. I mean, yeah, I'm sure everyone's had that teacher that runs them into the damn ground with their work. But do you really want to make their life a living hell? (laughs) The boys suggest Kevin go talk to him, but Kevin tells them you can't talk to that guy. He's from another planet. That's when Cutlip comes in the locker room and tells the boys, you may be thinking you let me down. And then he tells them Then he, uh, thinks a bit, and then adds, well, there's always Vignana. Then he heads to his office and closes the door. When he was talking to them, there was a boy passing by in only a towel. It was kind of creepy, since Kevin and his friends weren't taking showers, just looked like they were dressing in their clothes. Double yuck, since especially, especially since they're drenched in their own sweat. So we get to the mall where kevin and norma are you know norma's going shopping and everything and apparently uh kevin's gonna play the the bag boy as he carries the packages bags what have you he's an errand boy kevin is pissed as fuck still about earlier in the dream gym class and then she stops and turns to him mentioning how well you need a tie and he please he pleads just 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 no no let 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 it go Come on, Mom. We got the shoes. See, we got the shoes. We don't need a tie. But Norma is not, is not taking no for an answer. Luckily, Kevin is quick on his feet as he throws Jack under the bus and suggests, Hey, why don't you get Dad a tie? She thinks on that for a beat and tells him, oh, Okay, I'll be back in five minutes. Stay here. Kevin stands there and looks at a window display, watching a polar bear holding egg beaters and a snowman holding an electric toothbrush. Wow, in 1970? I didn't know those existed yet at that time. Kevin hears Santa's voice and turns to see Santa's kingdom. I've never heard or saw it referred to as such. Always it's either the North Pole, Santa's workshop, or Santa's village. Santa's kingdom? That sounds creepy. Kevin walks over there for a closer look as he sees Santa with a child on his lap, and it seems like Kevin is feeling more in the Christmas spirit and less of a grumpy puss. Kevin tells us seeing those children at that Christmas display reminded Kevin of what he was missing as he sits down facing away from Santa's village. And you know what? I will be right back because I know my checks Mix that's in the oven is going to be beeping soon. So I will be right back and I will continue on. I'll be right back. I want to play this clip of Kevin realizing why Santa looks fo- so familiar, so I'll be right back. Here's the clip. Um, it's not going to be a regular clip that I got. It's something I got from my DVD, so I apologize. for The quality isn't 100% the best, but I'd say it's probably around 90%. I'll be right back. Whatever it was, for the first time in years, St. Nick actually seemed familiar to me. What's that? A bike? Slow down, Bobby. ho, ho. ho, ho like a long lost uncle who like could not quite a place. Scoozy. Cutlip. He hears Santa sneeze and then say Scoozy. Kevin whirls around when he realizes it's Cutlip. Cutlip. Coach Cutlip dressed as Santa. Kevin looks at him saying, "Cutlip?" As Coach Cutlip looks squarely at Kevin and freaks out, picks up the kid that was on his lap and proceeds to lift the kid up to hide his face, then carries the kid with him and disappears behind a door, closing it. Probably realizing how weird this looks, he opens the door and puts the kid down and then goes back inside the room and hangs a sign on the outside of the door that reads, Santa will be back in five minutes. Kevin tells us how that was the first time he'd ever seen a teacher outside of school. I, gosh, I can't remember if I'd seen teachers outside of school before. I might have, but I doubt I freaked out about it like Kevin did. I mean, wow, can you imagine if Cutlip had did something like this today as Santa? I'm sure that the Santas today, mall Santas, wherever, have to go through a rigorous screening background check. Odds are today if Cutlip tried to pull what he pulled here in 1970, he'd probably be arrested. Like, why are you taking that little boy into that room with you and closing the door? At school the next day, Kevin is walking down the hall and thinking to himself that maybe he imagined the whole thing of Cutlip dressed as Santa. That is, until he bumps into Coach Cutlip in the school hallway. Cutlip goes to continue on his way, but Kevin has to make it weird by asking how he's doing, to which Cutlip answers, fine, and asks Kevin the same. Kevin tells him, great. Cutlip asks if he's had any adventures since he last saw him, and Kevin mentions how, well, I went shopping at the Brightland Mall. So Cutlip knows Kevin was there. Is he just baiting him? Cutlip tells him, "Eh, I never get out that far. He bids Kevin adieu and says, See ya in gym class, Arnold. And that's pretty much that. Or is it? Okay, from here, I'm going to be watching the show and kind of giving my commentary a little bit. And I'll also be doing the same with the other two Wonder Years Christmas episodes. So just be prepared. Alright. So in the next scene in the gym, in the gymnasium, Cutlip comes through the door and he is like a man on a fucking mission. He, t- he looks these kids square in the eye, these boys, and he says, you know what? Some of you are going to have to work a lot harder than others. And Kevin is freaked out. He's thinking because he saw Cutlip at the mall that Cutlip is going to make his life a living hell. Ugh. Oh, I hope not. You know, and speaking of, I mean, it seems like definitely to be a physical education teacher, you have to be fit. And Cutlip is He's pretty fit. I mean, he stands by his philosophy and, you know, what his job description, he definitely, he takes this job so seriously. But then again, he's not married, so he probably puts everything he has into his career, which isn't a bad thing. You know, you love your job and you love what you do, so give it your all. I just realized he is wearing a hat, a red hat with a K on it. But his last name and Wayne his last name is spelled C U T L I P, not K U T L I P. So the first uh, item on the list in this fitness test challenge is the shuttle run, which I think you run from one end of the gym to the other in a matter of seconds. I thought it was something to do with like a, like those dry erase. Erasers that you like have to pick it up and then run to the other side, drop it, and then um, run back with the another one or something. To I mean, I'm just trying to remember. I could have sworn I did something like that in phys, ed, uh, PE or phys ed. So Cudlip's got a list, and it appears that Kevin isn't on it. And all the boys I think are kind of looking at him like, "Well, why the fuck aren't you doing this?" We'll find out what Kevin's job is. So Cutlip calls Kevin up, and Kevin is like, oh, God, what is he going to do? What terrible job is he going to give me? Uh, he holds up. Cutlip holds out the stopwatch to Kevin and says, hey, you want to run the stopwatch? And Kevin, just, oh, yeah, this is going to make him a real fan of uh, these boys are going to fucking be on his ass like wolves on red meat. And I gotta say this, Fred Savage, who plays Kevin Arnold, looks damn good in those red shorts. My gosh. See, when I was in Fizz ed in junior high, we all got to wear our own clothes. We didn't have uniforms that we had to wear. But boy, oh boy, I wish teen boys, or (laughs) I wish when I was that age that our male classmates wore those shorts. Because that is hot. So Kevin takes a stopwatch with a smile on his face, turns around to face six boys who are glaring at him like there's no tomorrow. They're like, what the fuck? How the hell did you get the special treatment? Where's Paul in all of this? Shouldn't he be with the boys or did I can't remember? I don't think that Cutlip called his name. So Kevin's walking through the halls and he comes upon Doug Porter, Randy Mitchell and some brunette boy and I guess one of them knocks Kevin's books out of his hand. It's like, what the fuck? One of them calls him a teacher's pet. It's like, excuse me, I don't know why the hell I'm getting this special treatment. I have no idea. But you better fucking back your ass up before I beat you down. If I were Kevin, I would be saying that. It's like, back the fuck off. Those guys are supposed to be his damn friends. Where the hell is Paul? So Randy Mitchell throws out this thing like, we should just call you Cutlip in training. And then Kevin's like, hey, it's not like that. I'm one of you guys. That's when Cutlip, of course, comes up behind Kevin with a little white bag and offers a pistachio. Oh, I wonder the red ones i think i have red ones once i think they all taste the same the pistachios all taste the same it's like i think it's like red dye or something that's in it Caleb actually offers him the whole bag then leaves then kevin turns around to face randy and doug and whatever the hell that boy's name is in the uh snowflake blue sweater it's a nice sweater by the way and doug's like huh one of us huh and they walk off, but of course, not before Doug grabs the whole damn little bag of pistachios out of Kevin's hand and walks off like, I'm taking this. Thank you. Bye. Oh, by the way, I'm enjoying my Chex Mix very much. Tastes very nice. It is the last batch of the season, of the year, of 2017. I made two batches. And um, so Kevin goes to Cutlip in the hall and he says, hey, Mr. Cup Coach Cutlip, can I talk to you? Kato kind of, like, looks left, looks right. Like, he's trying to, um, like, is anyone watching? I'm talking to this boy. He's like, all right. He kind of, like, nods his head to the side, like, all right, we'll talk in my office. So, I think Kevin kind of wants to get the lowdown of... I'm sure he's got to appreciate a little bit of the special attention, but I'm sure he wants to know why exactly, because this is causing a rift between him and his friends. So is Paul only in, like, that first scene and then he's out for the rest of the day? Because we've only seen him and Norma. We haven't seen Winnie yet. We haven't seen Jack, Karen, or Wayne yet. So where are they? I thought they were going to his office. They went to a damn janitor's closet? That's creepy. Oh, my God. That is, like, so many levels of not right. I can't even begin. So Kevin tells him there might be a misunderstanding, and he's like, you know, because I saw you as Santa at the mall, that's when Cutlip turns on that one single light bulb. And then he hands Kevin a couple slips to get out of gym, a.k.a. getting out of the fitness challenge. Hold on a second. Which is a nice gesture, but that is just going to create more upheaval with him and his friends. And it's like, what are you trying to hide, Cutlip? Because you're Santa, you clearly don't want anyone to know, so you're kind of bribing me uh, to keep me silent here. So, Coach Cutlip Cutlip tells Kevin, Hey, call me Ed. Yeah, that's not weird. Um, Then Kevin hands the passes back. He's like, sir, I don't want to get out of gym." This is, um... Wow, if this were done today, this would feel like an after-school special of the teacher that touched this boy inappropriately or was spending a lot of time with them in janitor's closets. Luckily... This isn't the case. He just really wants to be covert about his Santa. His Sa- <clears throat> is Santa job, guys. I am so sorry. I uh, I shouldn't be eating this Chex Mix while I'm doing this. because It's getting caught in my throat. <laughs> so Cat is taking this to the extreme. Extreme when Kevin hands him the passes back, he rips him up and says, "Oh, so that's how you want to play it, huh? Well, I played a little ball in my day too. So uh." He pretty much just leaves it at that. It's like, dude, what? What is your problem exactly? If you want him to keep his mouth shut, I'm sure he gladly will, but you don't gotta offer him passes to get on a gym and, and and pistachios and run in the stopwatch. Just treat him like an ordinary person. He will keep his fucking mouth shut, I assure you. So I guess the boys are in study hall the next day. It looks like they're in the fucking lunchroom. I don't know why the hell they're doing study hall there. Where the fuck? Anyway, Doug is being a real hard ass on Kevin and really busting his fucking balls. And Kevin accidentally lets it slip about seeing Cutlip working at the Brightland Mall. Like, dang it, Kevin. You could have kept that shit to yourself. But oh boy are the other kids intrigued. Like what? What is this? He's working at the mall, huh? Hmm, why? Doug is really like, you saw Cotlip at the mall? Like, well, clearly, yeah, none of these boys has ever seen their teachers outside of the school. They must think they fucking live there at the school. I mean, what child didn't? But these boys are 14. Come on. These people, these adults, they have, they exist outside of the school. They have lives. Anyway, Kevin's sitting there trying to defend himself, and this girl's like, Hey, you got a message here that says you gotta come to meet the uh, Cutlip or whatever. She just hands him the fucking slip. It says, Mr. Arnold, come to my office immediately, Ed Cutlip. Oh, for fuck's sake. Seriously? This is getting down a dangerous road. What in, it says, Union Free School District, number 13. Yeah, interesting. Robert F. Kennedy Junior High School. I can't read the rest of it. If there's an error, something, 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 something. All right. So Kevin comes in Cutlip's office and Cutlip is like, here, I got something for you. And he hands him a giant ass thing of fucking fruitcake. I have never had fruitcake. I don't know anyone that likes it. Um, he said, I got it, my 20% off my employee discount. That's one of the reasons I took the job at Santa for what he can get discounts at the mall. Okay, yeah. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) Uh, This doesn't sound like it's a need to see you in immediately emergency. What? what, mm, uh, Like, to give him fucking fruitcake? Okay. Is it just me? Or does um, the actor who plays Cutlip kind of look like a poor man's Arnold Schwarzenegger? Kind of a shorter version I don't know. Anyway, he pulls out a picture of his dead mother. I think she's dead anyway. Edna, uh, what's her name? I oh, Edna Cutlip, I guess. Why? Why is he showing them him this? He doesn't care. It's like, I don't need to hear your life story just because I saw you play Santa at the fucking mall. Why are you pulling me into this? Oh, oh, she's not dead. Okay. Um, he, I guess he supports his mom. He says something about without his support, there's no telling what kind of catastrophic state she fall into. So, is she in a nursing home and he's just kind of supporting her there in the nursing home? Is she in the hospice? I mean, what's going on? I mean, why is he showing him this? You, I mean, my god, just just let him go. He's not going to tell anybody. Go! Okay, I want to I wanna play this clip of Kevin's outburst. He's finally had it. He's like, come up. I, I, I don't want to hear about what it's like to be in a Santa suit. I don't want to hear about your mother. I don't want to have any fucking cake either. Just please, leave me out of it. No, just let the poor boy go and get out of his damn life. So I'll play the clip and I'll be right back. Tell me something, Arnold. You ever been inside a Santa outfit? Oh, my God. We were crossing a line teachers and students were never supposed to cross. It was horrifying. It's hot. And it's sweaty. Look, Mr. Cutler. I don't really want to know what it's like. Your your discounts, your fruitcake, your mother. That's none of my business, okay? I'm not going to tell anyone about you being Santa, so let's just forget it. Okay? It's forgotten. Please. Arnold, kids like me when I'm sad. And right then, for the first time, as I looked at the man, I actually saw a human being. Not a great human being, maybe not even a good human being, but a very lonely human being. Your secret's safe with me, Mr. Cutler. So when Kevin gets out of school, he's he gets on the bus and he's feeling pretty good about himself, about spilling the beans, and then he sees Doug, who looks like he's fucking constipated with a really worried, like, look on his face. And Kevin's like, oh, fuck, that's right. I let that, spilled that damn secret to Doug. What damage did Doug do? Let's find out, shall we? So Kevin decides to do damage control and he sits down next to Doug. He's like, hey Doug, you cannot tell anybody what I told you about Cutlip working at the mall. And Doug's like, okay. And Kevin's like, you didn't tell anybody, did you? And Doug's like, only Randy, because he points, like, oh, that's fucking wonderful. And who the fuck did Randy tell? That's when we see Randy and brunette boy with the pale blue snowflake sweater come in, and he says, so what does Cutlip do at the mall? Who is this kid? Does Kevin even say his name? I don't even think we see him after this episode. But boy, oh boy, does this guy make his presence known. So the boys, Randy, Doug, and brunette boy, snowflake boy, um, decided to go check out the mall to find out for themselves where Cutlip works. Who fucking cares? He has a second job. Does it fucking matter? No, but to them apparently it does. Ah, these boys, I tell ya, these boys, they wanna fucking know. So, Kevin thinks to himself, like, alright, I gotta stop these guys, because they're gonna see Cutlip, and his cover's gonna be blown, and shit's gonna hit the fan. So, Kevin runs home, and is like, hey, mom. And she's in the bedroom, her bedroom vacuuming, and he's like, hey, I I, I need to go to the mall. And she's like, well, it's gonna start dinner. And that's when he's like, huh, what if I hit her in the tie department?" I want to buy that tie. I want to get that tie, Mom. Come on, let's go get that tie. So, (laughs) yeah. Uh, So he's got his ride to the mall now. (laughs) I mean, that was simple enough. Damn, you don't see anyone else. You don't see Paul. You only saw him, like, for a split second. He had, like, one fucking line. Jack's nowhere to be found, neither is Winnie, Wayne, or Karen. What are they up to? You know, this is kind of a lackluster Christmas episode. There's not much Christmas to it. You know, you wouldn't even know it's Christmas if there wasn't Christmas in the title of this episode, or Santa was, or Cutliffe wasn't dressed up as Santa. But as soon as I walk through the doors of the mall, Kevin's like, do you mind if I walk around for a little while? And Norma's like, nope, not until we get that tie. That's why we came here, dear. We're going to get that tie. And you can't do anything else before we get that tie. Oh, boy. Kevin, do you know what you roped yourself into, buddy? Ah! Oh, my God. Did they get the whole fucking school to show up to look for cut in its job? Literally, it's not just those boys, it's, like, the whole fucking ninth, seventh, eighth grade, whatever fucking grade he's in at the moment. It looks like he brought, they brought the whole fucking school, unless those are just, like, shrubs in the background and they're mistaking them for students, I don't know. Oh, no, they didn't invite the whole school, just the whole... 8th grade boys gym class. Gotcha. Alright, I was going to say. Holy fuck. That's still a lot of damn kids. They told all of them. Where's Paul? I don't think Paul's... No. Paul, where did you go? So Kevin's eyes bug out of his head when he sees this. And he takes off running. Oh my god. I gotta put a stop to this. As Norma calls behind him, Kevin, where are you going? We gotta get that tie. Why is this... (laughs) Kevin is in a rush, and he's running to get somewhere, he fucking plows into someone, and boy, does he ever, he knocks down a guy, I think, hold on, he, I think he was dressed as a, dress he dressed out of, hold on, Hey, what is that person, a nutcracker, someone is dressed with a top hat and later hosing, I don't fucking know, they, he knocks this guy to the damn ground, and boom! With a face full of fake snow. (laughs) And he lands on the railroad tracks. Oh my gosh, his face is about ready to get plowed by that grill of that store train. Oh my god, because he landed right on the railroad tracks. Get out of the way, Kevin. Oh, he rolled out of the way just in time. Whew, that was a close one. So, Kevin goes to warn, um... Cotlip, who's sitting up there with another kid on his lap, and this guy dressed kind of sort of like an elf, a really fancy, you know, uh, nice vest and long white sleeves um, with a Santa hat. Kevin's like, I gotta go see. He's like, hey, you gotta wait your turn, buddy. We got a line full of kids. And Kevin's like, but I know him! And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, I know. That's what everybody says. You gotta wait line like everybody else. No preferential treatment for you, boy. Cutlip just said, um, Santa's gonna give you whatever you want, but boy. And the little boy runs to him, Mommy, Santa said I can get whatever I want. <gasps> oh, boy, yeah, that'll be fun. I'm sure that mother's gonna be like, what the hell do you just tell my child? You better get him back on your knee and you tell him otherwise. But Cutlip does call Kevin up. there like, hey, Arnold, and he kind of nods his head like, get up here, buddy. So Cutlub turns to Kevin and's like, You're not gonna sit on my lap, are you? And Kevin's like, No. And Cutlub's like, Well, you're too, you realize you're too old for that, don't you? And I have it paused here, and I swear it's like Kevin's eyes roll back into his head like he's having a damn exorcism. This is a really. I paused it at the wrong time here. <laughs> So Kevin lets him in on the whole thing that, hey, I'm sorry, and Cutlip's like, why? First of all, Kevin calls him Cutlip, and he's like, no, call me Santa. And Kevin says, you know, I'm sorry, there's a bunch of guys from class who are coming to look for you. I just wanted to warn you, basically. Your cover could be blown. Yeah, he says, I kind of let it slip that uh, you work at the mall. And Cutlip's eyes are bugging out like, you didn't. Uh ah, Kevin, no. So Kevin kind of tells him, hey, you might want to hang out in your little shack there until this whole thing blows over. Well, maybe if Kevin got the fuck out of there and wasn't standing next to the guy, it might help. Uh, and I don't think those kids are going to see him. I mean, Cutlip's face is pretty covered with that beard and that hat pulled down low. I don't think these kids are going to notice him at all. I mean, plus they're like 14-year-old boys. How bright can they clearly be? Seriously, this is in the 70s. I don't think so. Especially Doug. Sorry, Doug. I love you, buddy, but... (laughs) But surprisingly, Caleb decides to stand his ground and just says, Nope. He stands up. He says, let them come. Let them see me. I don't care. I am Santa. So Caleb stands there and tells Kevin to move along. It's like, yeah, Kevin, get the fuck out of there. You're going to ruin everything. If you're not there, they won't know it's him. So Kevin goes to head him off, and they're like, hey, where is he, Arnold? And it's like, I ain't telling you that. So finally Doug's like, hey, guys, let's all split up. We'll all look for him. There's this one guy, and I've seen him in, was it more than one episode? But he's got, like, long-flowing blonde locks, like, really, like, California surfer locks for 1970. Mm, Wow. Nice. Anyway, okay. I guess the only reason I bring that up is because I guess they're showing him from the back in gym class, I'm like, well, wait a minute. This is an all-boys gym class. How did that girl get in that group? And then I'm like, oh, no, it's a boy with long blonde hair. Okay. So, Kevin doesn't really have to do anything. He just kind of looks at them and the kids are kind of like squinting like, eh, it's Santa Claus and Kevin's thinking, oh no they are going to see that it's Cutlip but no, these kids get these cute little childlike wonder grins on their faces like it's Santa Claus Santa, oh Santa Oh, I'm sorry, guys. This is season four. Why the hell did I think that they were in seventh or eighth grade? They're in ninth grade. They're not, well, it's, they're not freshmen yet. Where are they? I don't fucking know. You know, when I was in ninth grade, I was a freshman. We didn't have this seven, eight, nine stuff, and then 10, 11, 12. So he's saying how Doug looked directly into Cutloops' face, and all he saw was Santa. And the same went for the other boys. Snowflake boy, yeah, same boyish grin on his face. His name is Tommy Kissling. What the fuck? That is a weird name. He doesn't look like a Tommy Kissling. He looks more like a, um, David or a, um... Uh, I don't know he looks he does not look like a Tommy though so yeah they're like kind of just staring at Santa and then one by one Doug Tommy and Randy all have these sweet little boy smiles on their faces like that's Santa Claus that's Santa yeah magic Santa is magic So the boys depart when Doug is like, hey, guys, let's just keep looking. I'm sure he's somewhere around here. Maybe he's at the Orange Julius. I don't know if I've had Orange Julius before. Is that good? I mean, it's got to be like some type of fruity orange drink. I mean, maybe it's good. I don't know. So Cuddlick finally it's like, okay, that's the this, uh, show. He's like, alright, let's get back to the children. Those kids are all waiting there. The parents are like, sir, what are you doing? Um, I got somewhere to be. I got dinner to be making soon. Let's wrap this up while we stand here and while you have this epiphany or, or, or whatever's going on with you. It's just standing there stock still for ten minutes. Or it could have been only two minutes. I don't know. That's pretty much where the episode ends. Kevin just standing there, kind of just smiling at Cutlip with this happy boy face on, like he's proud of Cutlip and everything. <coughs> uh, sorry about that. Um, yeah, that guys, that was kind of a lackluster episode. <laughs> and uh, uh, we we it was just, this was a Cutlip Kevin episode, pretty much just. Short and sweet. It felt short. It really did. So, that being said, let's give my short little rating here. It's not going to be anything great. I'm giving this episode, well, phew, I'm giving this a two out of five, guys. A Two out of five Flower Power Petals. Um, One for Kevin and Cutlip with their whole back-and-forth thing, um, and two, um, cute Paul, I'm giving that to Paul, you know, for his one line about, don't pull me into this because I play basketball for the guy, Paul was there and then he was gone, it's like, why, why didn't they have him for the, or maybe I guess they didn't need him, my wonderling words of wisdom, hmm, Well, um, let me think here. Hold on. Okay, here's my wonderling words of wisdom, guys. It can't be a <laughs> huge shock to people when they see someone they know outside of their job like when well maybe for kids when they see their uh teacher outside of work because I'm sure all kids especially back we were all like oh they probably live at the school because they're there every single day and so the idea of maybe thinking of your teacher seeing them outside of school and seeing that they're an actual human being i mean i guess in a way it just it felt weird because you know my teacher had um when i was in second and third grade he had end of the year you know pool parties at his house and stuff and it was just it was weird seeing him outside of you know he was a regular person he was a married man he had kids he was a father and just seeing him outside of that authoritative Teacherness and everything, I guess. So Teachers are people too. They're human beings. They go they leave the school at the end of the day just like you and you know, students do, and they have regular lives. They live in houses just like all of us. <laughs> um that's pretty much it. Um Yep. So Let's give a nice, warm welcome to new and old listeners of Looking Back on My Wonder Years and Wonder Ears podcast. I'll be right back. All right, we have Panama City, Florida, Bakersfield, California, Westlake Village, California, Lynn Haven, Florida, Kansas City, Missouri, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Muskegon, Michigan, St. Petersburg, Florida, Delaware, Ohio, India, Atlanta, Georgia, Moscow, Israel, uh, Prague, Czech Republic, um, Marcy, New York, Montebello, California, Ashburn, Virginia, Gate California, G A I, Galt, G A L T. Oh my God! Okay, I am so sorry. California, Red Oak, Texas, Brazil, Pakistan. Waterloo, Illinois, India, Elkton, Florida, India, Decatur, Alabama, Spanish Fork, Utah, Anaheim, California, Raleigh, New York. <laughs> I mean Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, California, Rowland Heights, California, Los Angeles, California, France, Honduras. Shrewsbury, United Kingdom, San Diego, California, Brooklyn, New York, Fort Worth, Texas, Salt Lake City, Utah, Rockville, Maryland, Mountain View, California, and Washington? All right. Join me tomorrow when we jump ahead to Season 5, Episode 9 with... Christmas party. December 11th, 1991 is when this episode aired. With the holidays approaching, the Arnolds get ready to host their annual Christmas party. However, this year's party will become memorable, but for all the wrong reasons. So, um, I think I, I watched this episode earlier and I kind of like it a little more than a berry cutlet Christmas Christmas. <laughs> There's more going on in this episode. And it's quite funny. Um, plus, we get all the Arnolds, except for Karen, who um, she, she's off of college. So she's, you know, she's doing her own thing. She's with her who will meet in season four. Michael, she's with her boyfriend or fiance or whatever the hell. He's not her husband yet, because that doesn't come till the end of season five when they get married. Um, other than that, and then after that, um, I think probably even tomorrow I will also do season, let me go into this here, hold on a second, let nothing you dismay season 6 episode 10, I might do that tomorrow too, Kevin struggles to buy Winnie an expensive Christmas gift, why does it have to be expensive? No matter what you spend. While Jack has to find a way to secure the loan for his furniture-making business after his partner gets cold feet and goes back to Norcom. So, yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to the other seasons. I am probably going to put up my episode set list for five and six later on because I don't know if I told you, but the Wonder Years podcast will be coming to a small end... The, uh, not 100% official end, but the series itself will commence in Jul on July 4th of 2018, because I want to, that's why I want to kind of do it that way, because the final episode, the series finale, ends on Independence Day, 4th of July, so that's how I want to do that. But that doesn't mean I'm completely done with the podcast because, you know, there are some episodes that I skipped over and that I kind of want to go over that way. That doesn't mean every single episode I skipped over I'm going to do. Um, Mainly just some of the ones from the earlier seasons, season two, three, four, possibly. So these basically the ones that I'm doing now are my favorite episodes, and then we go, and then I'll go back and kind of do, I might even have you guys kind of vote on what ones that I don't do, that you guys might, if you, that you might want me to do, so, hey, Lund, how you doing, buddy? My little bun bun London, London, my little Holland lot bunny, who's gonna be two in February, just decided to make an appearance. Hey, Lund. I don't know where Quinny is, She my, my kitty cat Quinn, Quinn is probably upstairs hiding from Lundy because she's not a big fan of his, <laughs> but without further ado, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast, I hope you guys have an amazing Christmas, um, we still got the Punky Brewster Christmas Hero to do, which you guys will hear, and my all time favorite Christmas movie, Prancer, I will be doing that this weekend too. All right, guys, have a great Friday and Thursday night, great weekend. If you're traveling, stay safe. Don't be in a hurry to get where you need to go. You will get there, all right? Have a good night.